FMX Network Production. It's the Renthal Reaction Show for breaking moto news, hot topics, and moto by the minute. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Renthal Reaction Podcast. I haven't done one of these in a while, but it's March 1st and some big news dropped, so we're definitely going to have to do this. Renthal.com, please check them out on the web. They have a real cool bar chart on their website where you can uh, input your bar dimensions and it'll match you up to the Renthal bar that suits your needs. Um, so, yeah, it really works well. If you want to switch to a Renthal, they'll tell you which one to do. Uh, Red Bull KTM, Factory Honda, Factory Kawasaki, all using Renthal products, and they have more titles than all the other brands combined. When you look at the uh, Renthal product over the years, you know it's consistently amazing, consistently great, and a lot of the top teams and racers use it. Renthal.com reaction. World Supercross has dropped. Uh, we don't know the events yet, but we definitely fi- got filled in with more information on the what and who and all of that about this series that uh, right now, according to the PR, is going to take place in the fall of 2022. And then in 2023, the plan is to run between June and November. And uh, the purse money is out. The stipends for teams is out. And, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll help break that down and get some Renthal reaction here to this news. With me to help uh, uh, digest all this and uh, see what we think about it is uh, Racer X's own Jason Wygan. What's up, Weech? How are you? Yeah. Thanks for doing day. this. Yeah, a short notice, but, um, yeah, the press release has dropped. Well, yeah, I think they originally said, uh, I think it was November when they said this series was going to happen. And I think they said more information to come in January. Ended up being March 1st, not that far off. And there's still, yes, the most important thing of any series, right, is like when and where. We haven't had that announced yet. We don't have any riders attached to the series yet. But, I mean, they if, if you can announce that, the next best move is to say we got a whole bunch of money. So they did that much today. Yeah, yeah, really, right? Uh, now, it's, this is the guys behind the Aussie X Open, of course, and as well as the guy that started the Australian Supercar V8 Supercar Series as well. And they have yep. funding from Mubabdala Capital, uh, which is a Saudi company. I probably said that wrong, by the way. It's a Saudi company with ties um, to uh, the Crown Prince of Saudi. It's They have $243 billion or something. It's an investment firm. So... That's where the money's coming from, uh, along with um, uh, the V8 supercar guy, who uh, uh, seems like he's done a really good job with that series over the year down under. And, of course, Adam Bailey and uh, and those guys, Weege, you're familiar with those dudes because you've worked with them uh, when you announced. Yeah, yeah. I went to Ossex Open and their, their other race in New Zealand in 2019. Good dudes. Uh, they, they, they're not only, like, core, you know, understand the sport guys. It's not like they came in for something else. Like, they're motocross guys. Uh, but also their events are run really well, so they seem pretty sharp, especially understanding like the media side. They really had, when we were down there, a lot of really cool interviews with the riders that they had, and they produced some really slick content. So they kind of understand like the old school, like their core motocross people, but they understand like the promoting angle, like say uh, F1's done an excellent job, right, by integrating video and stuff into their series. So they're solid dudes. I'll, I'll, I'll give them that. Obviously, this is a, a major, a, a bold venture. Uh, attaching the FIM to Supercross. It didn't work when there was a series like this in the 90s. I mean, yes, it existed for the last 20 years, but let's be honest, it was just an AMA Supercross series with additional FIM sanctioning. Uh, so the bottom line is this. We have not seen this work yet. So it's a bold yeah. bold move to think that he can pull it off. Uh, 250K up for grabs at each event, the press release says. That's about double of a regular Supercross. 
So mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive. 250s and 450s, just like what we see here in America. And then $50 million, more than $50 million, the press release says, has been designated specifically for team and rider support over five years. So $10 million a year. They want to have uh, uh, 10 teams, and basically they're going to pay the teams to get the riders, and you know they'll take everybody around in one shipping container, and, and they'll go to these series and, and all of it. Now, that's pretty good. Uh, those numbers are pretty good. Um, I wonder a little bit, Weege, and we'll know more as we get into it, the the uh, Saudi money that they're getting to fund this. Like, generally speaking, when you invest in something, you hope to make some money back. Um, I don't know where they're going to get their money back as far as series sponsorship and ticket prices. I mean, tickets and all that. Like, I don't know where this is going to go. So that's interesting to me because the investment company has put this money up for grabs, and you can put whatever you want in a press release, but... Yeah, looking at this press release, it's impressive. I still can't really do the math, though, each. Right. If you're looking at, like, that the investor is seriously like, we're going to give you X. And by the way, the 50 over five years, that's just for the riders and teams, you mm-hmm. know, to get them to go to the races. That yeah. doesn't, you know, you have to spend additional money to get an arena or a stadium and all the other yeah. massive uh, costs that $1 million, go on. $1 million for the FIM, I've heard. So... Jeez. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. That's what I heard. Uh, for for per year. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. For the right. Yeah. Right. So you got to pay for the rights, which I think everybody forgets about that. Like, no one can just invent a series and say we are the series. You have to have sanctioning. You know, look at Soil Pro Motocross. They pay AMA Pro Racing every year to say that they are the AMA Nationals. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Feld used to pay FIM and AMA. Now they just pay AMA. But oh, so yeah, that's a huge cost. Obviously, stadiums, staff. Marketing, there's a lot more money, whatever, mm. insurance, taxes, you name it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the 50 is just to get uh, athletes to show up. So, yeah, there's a huge investment. So, I see what you're getting at. I just Can you make yeah, yeah. this much money back in profit? Right. I mean, that's what investment companies do. They want to make money back. Now, maybe the Saudis seem to, whether it's the F1 race, the MXGP race, the World Cup that's coming up where they just built brand new stadiums. Uh, um, like they don't maybe care. I don't know. Like Sochi Olympics, for example, Russia dumped in whatever one billion dollars to build these venues, and they just sit there empty. They do not care, right? So, right, maybe that's the case with the investment company from Saudi. They just do not care because it's going to promote. You know, they're going to have races in Dubai and such. But one would think they would like to not burn money. But maybe not. Maybe they want to burn money. I don't. I don't know. With these Far East countries, as I just talked about. Whether it's Russia, whether it's Saudi, they, they don't seem to, you know, the MXGP that took place at Qatar, the opening round, there looked like there was like 30 people there. Um, they didn't care, you know. So. Yeah, uh, there's kind of a way that I think it works sometimes where they use this to kind of like legitimize, establish themselves, you know, on the global stage, yeah. so to speak. Yep. So an Olympic event or a world championship event, they look at that as like, that's an investment. Like we're, the investment is in the branding of our country being able to host the Olympics or a world class world championship event. We're willing to lose money to let the world know that we're good, we're solid, we're classy, we're organized, we're professional. Yeah. When they come over here, they're treated well, yep. everything goes right. So I think there is a chance, A, that maybe they aren't looking to turn a profit on it. And B, as you also know, Steve, when you host a world championship event, you know, you can get the countries. Uh, to pay, like the tourism board and things yeah. like that. So maybe that's another angle to try to make that fifty mm-hmm. some million dollars back. You know, you go to—I'm yeah. uh, just going to make up a name here. Like you go to 
Japan and you convince Japan to give you $1 million yeah. to help uh, promote the race. So well, to speak. this is this is ambitious for sure. And and we'll see what works. Now, we, we broke this down a little bit on the pulp show when you were up here a couple weeks ago. And like, this is awesome. I, I'm all for competition, whether it's uh, Supercross series or whether it's Moto po- motocross podcasts. Uh, it raises the levels, it, it, you know, all of that. I, I don't mind that part of it. I just don't see where the plan is from, you know, from teams that I know that met with these gentlemen at Anaheim. The plan is, hey, man, we want your best riders. We want the best guys. What is it going to take? And that's ambitious. And the 2023 plan is to run up against the uh, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross National Championships. But, like, Ken Roxon, as we explained, is paid by American Honda, and Eli Tomac is paid by American Yamaha, and, and so on and so forth. And so how are they going to lure these riders to do their series after the uh, American one? I'm not sure. Now, if you told me that these guys are going to have Justin Brayton, Marvin Muskan, uh, Kay Clayson, and those type of riders, I will fully believe that, and I can see that. I don't see where these guys are going to attract in their prime big names, Lawrence Brothers, and these type of dudes. I can't see it. Yeah, and uh, I think from like even what I'm seeing, you know, I put out a bunch of tweets with info today. A lot of fans are like, hey, this would be a really cool series for the Justin Braytons of the world. Now, obviously, I love Brayton. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it doesn't seem to me that this group is starting a World Supercross Championship and investing all this money, et cetera, et cetera, to be like, yeah, we're <laughs> – like right. I, I think they probably want the top dudes, the yeah. top, top, top. Yeah, yeah. They want to be that's the what, best. That's what they're telling people. So yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So I understand from fans, like, oh, cool B series. I don't think they want a B series. Um, now I actually did talk to uh, just on, not in an interview, but just I talked to Brian Sanderson and uh, Adam Bailey, who run the Osex Open on the phone like a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and they told me the goal is not to just take the starting gate of talent from AMA Supercross and just import them. They want to get some of those guys, but they don't want that exact group of 22 because one of their visions is this is a global thing. And I was like, what does global mean? Well, global is, I mean, if you look at the 22 guys on the gate in the AMA race, what are the 19 of them, 18 of them are Americans? What? Yeah, yeah. Three French and a German, Sure. right? They know globally they want to have a better variety of different nationalities on the gate. So I think their goal is we're going to pitch everybody. And if we get three or four big names, five or six big names, we don't need all of them. Like every year we start hashtag deep field, 12 guys can win. Yeah. I don't think they want all 12. I think you're just hoping to get maybe six of the 12. Now, another model is you look at MotoGP uh, specifically, but also F1. They really try to have drivers and riders from different countries. So when they go to that country and hold an event, those people have someone to root for. So I think they want a little bit more of a variety of nations on the gate. So I, but yes, I think they want to ask all of them. They don't expect to get all of them. That makes sense. But I, I don't, first of all, I, you, you know, just like when we see the, the Thailand guys line up and get MSGP, like, yeah. you know, it doesn't go well. So I, that's a lofty goal and that's awesome. But I don't see where riders from other countries that will maybe draw local fans can compete against the riders currently doing super costs. But I don't no, even there's see... There's only three countries in the world, literally. Yeah. Uh, Ken Roxon's an anomaly. Maybe maybe Simon Lagenfelter is another good German. But basically, right. you're only looking at France, Australia, and America that produce top Supercross oh. riders. Oh, Ross Rollerball's online, too, for you. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Okay. So, Dylan Wright, 
Pick up the phone. Uh, no, but listen, I, I so, you know, um, I think even getting six of these guys is going to be a stretch. Uh, but like you said, with this kind of yes, stuff. Yes, I agree. It is going to yeah, be tough. Right. Yes. But, I mean, they are offering to pay the teams. Uh, I've had, yep. I, listen, I, I've beat the, uh, I've beat the uh, drum over and over that, listen, Felt should pay more money. They can pay more money. They, they, they absolutely can, and they should pay these teams. If you field riders, you know it works in NASCAR, it works in, in Formula One, or it works in um, CART. You know, I like yeah. the idea of, hey man, you're supporting our series with uh, one, two, three riders, so we're going to pay you, you know, whatever XXX. And so I really like that idea. I think that's really good. And the team owners, the Coy Gibbses and the Mitch Paytons and the Mike Genovas, aren't just you know turning around and literally not even, like in NASCAR, the purse is split. Um, now, it's a lot bigger than the Supercross purse, but the purse is split between the driver. It's negotiated between the driver and the team. Um, we don't have that. Like, Coy Gibbs is getting nothing uh, from his from his riders, right? He, uh, nothing from the sanctioning body. He is getting it all from sponsors. I like the model they're proposing. I like that, and I think that will attract people. But at the end of the day, if you're going up against the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships, and I believe that those are valuable – Look, I work for Racer X, their sister company of MX Sports. I should put that out there. Yep. I think everybody knows that. But yep. I believe the American Motocross Series, those are the people that the people that line the fences at Millville and Unadilla and whatever are the ones that are buying Kawasaki's and Hondas and generators and and all of that. And that's too big of a market to send your riders to other places across the world. Henceforth, we're back to I think this is good for the Braytons and Muscans and those type of dudes. Yeah, uh, you have to remember, I know that this purse sounds awesome for sure, and paying the team sounds awesome. But in the end, the very top guys, if you're Eli Tomac, you are making good money in the system as it currently is, right? Mm -hmm. Now, there's riders beneath Tomac that would like to make more money, but as we're saying, I don't know if that's the series wants to build around. They probably want a Tomac, Anderson, Lawrence Brothers, whoever type. And in that case, it's harder because if Eli Tomac, okay, the purse money isn't really changing his life, but he's making good money. Like he's making good money, you know. Yes, he like Tomac's probably three million dollars a year ish. Right. So that's what I'm saying. It's three million dollars a year ish. So I know the fifty million dollars sounds amazing, and the big purse, two hundred fifty k purse, sounds amazing. But when you think about as currently constructed, a top four fifty rider is making three million dollars. The amount of money you'd have to offer to change how he's going racing, mm-hmm. you'd have to give him. Five, six, you know, yeah. to, to not just be right. like, ah, I got this established thing that I know is here and I know is going to work yep. and I'm making $3 million. I, I think there's a bit of a – when the numbers came out today, I saw fans being like, well, we know one thing in sports, money talks. And I'm like, actually, in this sport, I, I don't well, know if that's proven. Right. Like, the teams pay the riders plenty of money. The riders are not complaining. Um, I know the purse isn't amazing. But it's not like Eli Tomac is like, this sucks. I'm not making enough money. Yeah, would he like to make more? Sure. Yeah, yeah. But or Roxon okay. or Webb or the elite guys. There, there's five of them that are like, I'm great. This is awesome. Right. Of course they would like to make more. Right. But they're making good enough money where the amount of money you'd have to offer to make them change, and then leave a factory team and do a private thing, it's probably more than you think. So uh, so ten million dollars yeah. over five years isn't yeah. maybe as much as it seems. It sounds like an amazing number, and it is an amazing number. But if you really break it down. I don't know how far it actually goes. Do you see a a OEM saying, "Hey, we have Anderson Kazaki. We have Anderson and AC. We also are going to hire uh, Brayton and Marvin and compete in this World Series." 
do you see that? that? I don't even know if I see that. I don't see it only because that's not the model that we have ever seen. Mm-hmm. Now that you present it like that, it actually sounds like a not not, not like a fairly reasonable <laughs> because, plan. Because right? according to the press release, they're going to get you know paid to go to the races. So perhaps Monster and you know uh, Pro Circuit and these type of uh, Pro Circuit, not example, yep. but Renthal, Renthal. Yep. Who this is a Renthal reaction? They pay Kawasaki, so maybe Kawasaki can say, "Hey Renthal, we need a little bit more money because we are going to have a third team. We have Nationals, yep. we have Supercross, and we have World Supercross." Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. When when Adam Bailey from Ossex Open tells me we're not expecting to have all 22 guys that you saw race Anaheim one, but yeah, could you get four of them right. maybe that way? Yeah, uh, perhaps. This is what this all hinges on for me. I know that we want to think of this sport that we love just like the other sports. Like we think that the money comes from fans in the stands and people watching on TV. That is not actually how the sport works. The money for the athletes actually comes from the enthusiasts buying motorcycles and oil and gear and parts and all that, right? Mm-hmm. And then that money being reinvested back into a race team. Now, I know people can get mad and say, that's garbage. Feld and MX Sports should be paying the riders more money. But in reality, the sport's not big enough to support that. You mentioned the purse in NASCAR, and the NASCAR purse is huge. The NASCAR purse is huge. Because they have a $100 million television deal that they then give some of the money to the tracks. NASCAR takes some of it for itself, and they put it into the purse. We don't have TV contracts that are paying tons of money. In the NFL, the players make tons of money, right, Steve? Where really is that money coming from? Yeah, it's TV. Yes, The TV deal. Yes. So this sport has not proven itself big enough mainstream for a TV network to say, here's $100 million dollars. Because we want your races so bad, and because another network thought it was worth ninety million, mm-hmm. but we want it so bad, we're going to give you a hundred. So the model that we have has to work this way. We are lucky that Honda sells enough dirt bikes, and they care about racing enough well, to want to pay Ken Roxon. And once you dismiss that model, and you're just like, this whole thing is up on ticket sales, and hopefully we can make the sport so mainstream that the promoter can afford to pay the athletes enough for them to show up, it might work, but it has not historically worked. I, I got into it with a fan on uh, Instagram on the privateer thing, and my mm-hmm. point was, look, I, 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 again, Feld should pay more. They can pay more. They should work with the teams more than what they do. They need to go to these teams because there's no race with these, without these teams. So I, I've said that. My, my track record is strong in saying that. However, if you are a privateer and you make the main events, you are making $2,000 in purse money. Times four, you're making eight thousand dollars a month plus your contingency, a little bit of money on contingency, eight grand a month. You you are spending money out of that. However, that is not a, a poor man's wage. Now, if you want to go back further and talk about the night show guys and those type of guys, I would argue that maybe they need to go get a job that they're not good enough. That's another podcast for another example. But my point is, is you these guys can make a living making main events in the 450 class if you are good enough. It's not poverty line stuff. Um, you know, right. that fans like to think it is. So, um, but you know what? This this World Supercross stuff, this I think this raises the level. And perhaps we see some benefits uh, from Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Series and the Monster Energy Supercross Series. And we see maybe this is a game changer in the way that series deals with teams. We'll see. I'm not ready to go and say this is, this will do it, but it could, Weege. Yeah, it has the potential to go either way, right? So, yeah, yes, yeah. there's always been this thought of what if the promoters paid the teams to show up? Would it work? So I guess we're going to find out mm-hmm. now if yeah. someone's going to do it. Like, 
actually we found out this is completely untenable, unprofitable. We have this investor and we're not making our money back. Or maybe they found out it worked awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, Mike Genova, Mike Genova is already on board with around. this, right? What's like that? Mike Genova is already on board with this. He's, he's told people he's, he is on board with this. He does not do the nationals, you know, and he's yeah. in, on, in, on board with this. So Mike Genova and yep. the motor concepts team will, will, will most likely be taking part in the series. Well, actually, that's interesting. Yes. So, I mean, they've said in this press release, the goal is to have private teams, not factory. Yeah. You know, the team is not owned by Honda. It is someone like Mike Genova operating a team. Mm -hmm. So what I'm wondering is if you want to get so Genova already has riders like Brayton and Freezy. Right. But if a private owner like Genova or a different private owner wants to have Jason Anderson, how does that work? Like, would they? I don't borrow him from yeah, Kawasaki. I, I don't think you can. He's under contract to ride nationals, and I don't see the yeah. American. I don't see the American factories going to this series. Uh, but this is, of course, an early reaction, Renthal reaction to that. But I don't see that happening. But I right. think a guy like Marvin Muskan, who's a supercross only in the last year of his deal, and your guy Justin Brayton. And uh, by the way, Weech, uh, uh, I've already got texts and DMs from riders. I'm sure you have. <laughs> yeah, like, how do I get in on this? The, yeah, there's already riders circling this, uh, privateer guys, and, and you know, and B level guys circling this series already. So, yes. you know, I, I'm all for those guys racing this thing and making some money, and I'll cover it and I'll talk about it. But I don't see it working with the big names and the big teams. Right. Well, I understand if you're a privateer and you just see that fifty million dollar tag. I mean, this is great PR, right? Like you put that fifty million dollar tag in this very first press release. Mm-hmm. It's going to get people interested. Now, it's fifty million over five years. It's forty-four riders at each race. Um, it's not. I'm sorry, Cade Clayson. You are probably not going to get paid five million dollars <laughs> to race the series next year. It, it, it sounds awesome, and it probably will be pretty well, good. They but want, not as good as the fifty million seems at first blush. They want ten teams. It's it's five. It's uh, ten million a year. If they want ten teams, that's one million dollars a team. That's f- six events. Now you're breaking that down. Like, you know, I mean, it's good, but yeah, like you said, the number is impressive. But when you start looking at it, you know, but hey, it's, it's, uh, whatever number they add up to, it's more than what the teams get now from the promoters to show right. up at the races. Right. So, uh, yeah, that, I'll you know, give you that. that's a good point. So the, the, the historic model for this sport working, because again, it's just not big, it's not mainstream. Now, everyone can always say, well, we're going to make it bigger. I mean, how many times, Steve, have you heard someone want to start a race, uh, start a series, bring in a sponsor? podcast for another time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, we've all heard it a million times. Like, I'm going to grow the sport. We've heard it a million times. Uh, I, I believe there are limiters. The bottom line is not everybody's ridden a motorcycle. So it's only going to be able to get so big. Uh, so in lieu of that, the sport has been smart enough kind of accidentally to create this model where we're like, we get some money from tickets. We get some money from sponsors because we have enough fans at the races seeing those logos. But also we get enough money from selling bikes and parts and oil mm-hmm. to also pay the athletes that way. And in the end, everybody does okay. They don't do NFL okay, but they do okay. So two things have to happen here. This sport, this World Series has to get big enough to say, nah, we as the promoters are making so much money, we will just pay you. You don't have to worry about the bike sales. We will just pay you. So there's either that. Or the manufacturers say, we think this does contribute to selling bikes and parts and gear and oil enough where we will continue to fund it from a factory level, as we always have. But we just know, for whatever reason, they've never really been interested in world competition. And I I would argue that Fox does not recoup what they put into the the sport in in sales. And I would would argue that um, 
Alpine does, does Honda. Alp, I would argue Honda doesn't either. It's no, you know they when just you do it when you talk yeah. to Mike Genova and Coy Gibbs and they tell you what they yeah. spend and they tell you what's going on and, and you know if and they're battling these these OEMs that are like well we sell generators and side by sides and Blue Crew and and pianos and all of that is just marketing for Yamaha and marketing to make Yamaha look good. Um, it does not. Yes. The return on investment does not make sense from an OEM level, I believe. No. Um, There's but, even a little bit of pride, I think we know there, yeah, where yep. they're just companies that have racing heritage yeah. and they want to win races. Right. And if they got to lose a little bit of money and, to win, they'd rather do that than eke out a little more profit and, and lose. Here's another we're thing. lucky. Yeah. We're lucky they feel that way. Yeah, and here's yeah. another thing I thought of, too, like as far as the Supercross stuff. So let's say Ken Roxon is near the end of his career and wants to go over, and Marvin Muskan does, like the guys we talked about, and they do want to do these World Supercrosses after the rounds. Well, guess what? They're not lining up without a factory bike. They need factory suspension clamps. Oh, they need a technician. Yeah, that's right. Guess what? Yep. Those parts cost money. Guess what? They don't have the parts because in America, the guys are doing the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. So now the OEMs are like, well, we got to order another four sets of suspension for Ken Roxon if we want to support him. And we got to order some transmissions. And we got to order this and that and this and that to support these riders to do the World Supercross. But wait, we already support these guys in nationals. We, we, how many times have you heard these OEMs say, we don't have the parts. We just didn't have the parts. We, we, we had one motor for KTM for the new model between us. Well, um, the idea, yeah. you know, they're like, when you're putting a fill-in rider on the team, they're like, uh, having a mechanic and bikes and parts, that's not free. Yeah, uh, so this is yeah. to support the series as an OEM level, to the level that these riders are going to want to have for equipment, now you're looking at OEM spending more money. And I just, I don't know. I don't see it, but hey. Well, yes and no. I mean, look, guys have been racing Paris Supercross with like a half-done effort. You know, they, they figured out a way. Almost every top rider has raced some international But that's in the off-season when they have parts. I'm saying in, in this series oh, okay. that goes from June to November, yep. the whole, yep. you know, during the Nationals, in 2023. Oh, right. During, like, during like, season, yes. You know, like, hey, yep. Ke- Kenny, we have Jet and Chase Sexton, and Kenny's over there. He needs this and this and this and this because, he, you know, all of, like that part is going to be hard to support for the companies, for the owners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just set up that way. Now, look, you can always buy it. You actually you can. can. Yeah. I know we say it's an obtainium, but, I mean, I've even heard, like, I think if, if some privateer wanted Ken Roxon's bike, right, you could lease it from Honda for 500k, something like that. Yeah, I, I believe, believe that's so. yeah. It's the number right. we heard right when Dunge wanted to come back. Right, yeah. right, exactly. And then I talked to some other people who had tried it. A guy like Chad Reed, and he's like, "Yeah, that's a similar number I've heard through the years." Right. So I mean, okay, again, if these are private teams, Genova-like teams, maybe they just write the big check. Maybe. They got this 50 yeah. million. <laughs> Can they get enough sponsors? There's a lot of. Yeah. Math that has to go into it. I know that fifty million dollars. I'm not joking at the fifty million dollar number. Like that's a serious number. Yeah. But to make all these pieces that you're talking about actually work for this many yeah. teams and riders in this many countries, it's not. Yeah. It, it's going to be. I don't know. I'm fifty fifty on it. I don't yeah. know. We'll I, see. I don't know. Renthal reaction pod. And you know the yeah. purse is double of a supercross. So Cade, a guy like Cade, a guy like JB, they're taking home twenty five hundred bucks from the track right now at the end of a supercross main. They'll take home five k. You know, uh, at the end of well, these world potentially more if you're Cade and you're getting seventeenth and you race this series, it doesn't have all the guys. Now maybe you're getting yeah, you know, finishing. Yeah, higher. yeah, yeah. But you're getting but, you're getting kind of double. But um, but and whatever you work out with the team, you know. Yes. Yep. But if you're the promoter, you're like, we can't build. No offense, we're not building this series on Cade Clayson's name. Yep. You know, we'd like to have Jet Lawrence. Um, we'd like to have yeah. Jason Anderson, Weege, whoever. The battles in the corporate walls are going to be great. Neither one of us will have access to that, but the meetings with agents 
and promoters oh, yeah. are going to be fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, and oh, but, yeah. you know, but oh, yeah. for us, we can just cover the sport. So, yeah, it's interesting to see where this goes. Yeah, the date conflicts coming in 2023 um, with it's going to be run, you know, at the same time that both Lucas Oil Promotocross, yeah. again, sister of us at Racer X, but also MXGP, that's going to make it a little more difficult. If oh. it was just five races, September to December, yeah. obviously there would be many obstacles, but I think it wouldn't have as many obstacles as now you're asking teams to choose. Um, oh, yeah. There will be some guys, like you said, Moosecan types that will be available. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you got to figure that it, it just sounds like, from what we heard, these guys would like an Eli Tomac, a, a Cooper Webb, somebody like I mean, that also. They're not just looking for 35-year-old riders. Is there any hesitation on anybody's part to take part in this series on where this funding is coming from. You know, the crown prince of, of Saudi Arabia, who, you know, their human rights uh, record isn't great. Uh, when you talk to the F1, you know, a lot of media has criticized F1. They've criticized MXGP. Oh, this golf thing. This the, golf, the thing, golf thing just happened. Yes, Very similar. Absolutely, right? So Phil Mickelson just came out with a statement and then, you know, retracted it. But whatever, he, he hit, I think he hit the nail on the head a little bit. Like, I know, but we're... We need to, you know, do this still. And so, you know, I don't know if that affects the team. I, I, I think it should give some people pause. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Um, I guess it is possible. Yes, other sports that have had funding from some of these capital groups don't want to get involved just on, like, whatever, PR reasons, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. They just don't agree with them. Yep. Um, I'm not sure that's going to be an obstacle here. I don't but I'm either. sure there would yeah. be questions of, like, do we know for sure we really have this money? I mean, that one you would have to think is an Absolutely. That one would be like, yeah. can I see some sort of financial records that, yeah. that my riders will get paid? You know, as yeah, an agent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, so, obviously, yeah. we're just judging by a press release today. If, if this group's involved with a lot of big things, so I don't think the checks are going to yeah. bounce. Yeah. Um, but yes, as you said, in the in the corporate offices, there's going to be a lot of yeah. questions. Right. Now, maybe, you know, for a couple of riders, this is obviously going to be awesome. Um, oh, Justin Braden, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, all for it then, right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I'm saying that it's. I guess all we can flush out on this uh, rental reaction pod here is that it's a lot more complicated than just I will just pick the series that's paying the most purse money and just go there. It's way more complicated, yeah, uh, than that. Just yeah. kind of the way the factory teams are, and that's where the that's who the riders race for currently. And I think right now. I don't know if it's because of COVID and things pulled through or whatever it is. I feel like the teams are happier than even usual with the two series that they're in. I don't know anything about how MXGP is going, mm-hmm. but I do feel like the teams, maybe just the communication that they gained during the COVID thing of keeping racing going, I feel like they're pretty happy with Feld and MX Sports right now. I think you're More right. More than they even probably were four years ago. I think you're right. I think the COVID thing realized that it can go away. It can be snatched away. Everyone yep. worked pretty hard together to get a plan together. To, yes. Yeah, to get a yep. plan to go racing, and I think everybody was appreciative of that. And I and I agree. And I and again, I cut Feld some slack, MX Sports some slack on my shows because we went racing, you know. Um, and I think yeah. that that's worth something. So uh, yep. I, I agree. I think things are, um, you know, as peaceful as peaceful as one can can hope when there hasn't ever always been peace between the organizations. So uh, the yeah, teams and yeah. the organizations and everybody else. Yep. So uh, all right. Well, we shall see. A lot more questions and answers, but this is uh, this is interesting for us in the in the media to cover the sport and uh, and Renthal reaction Renthal dot com. Please check it out. Uh, thanks, Weech. Thanks for your time, buddy. All right. See ya.